Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of Storytime for Weirdos. This is the conclusion to a land use hearing in the Fairy Queen's Court. Enjoy. First, you must decide when and where to hold the hearing, I said. Second, you must provide notice to everyone who has an interest in the topic. At the hearing, someone will describe the proposal, probably Lord Aspen. After that, everyone who has signed up to speak will get a set amount of time. I recommend three minutes. They will state their opinion and give any information that they may have. Once everyone who wants to has spoken, you consider everything you have heard and make a well-informed decision. Her brow furrowed. I like it, she said. Can you set up this hearing? I'd like to hold it here, within the hour. Okay, I said. Uh, We need to give notice. Uh, I need things to ride on and a riding implement. The woman turned to the animals assembled, and in a riotous rush, they produced a pile of leaves, birch tree bark, and other assorted paper-like materials, along with bits of charcoal, stalks of plants, and fruits oozing dark substances, and a pin feather. I selected a large piece of birch tree bark and a pin feather, which I dipped in the inky black effluent of an unidentified berry. I wrote in large, neat letters, Notice of a land use hearing, to be held within the hour in the clearing of summer. In the matter of a proposal to convert said clearing into a marketplace, speakers limited to three minutes. I showed the notice to the woman, and she nodded and gestured at the pile of materials and writing implements. The animals each snatched one up and reproduced the notice. It took about a minute of riotous writing amid snorts, squawks, and growls for the notices to be finished. Now, I said, these need to be distributed throughout your realm. Before I even finished speaking, the animals bound, flew, slithered, and scurried from the clearing. The silence was a little shocking after the cacophony of the previous minutes. While we wait for the hearing to start, we should prepare. I started gathering the scraps of leaves and bark too small for the notice. Someone will need to sign in the speakers. Have them indicate their name and whether they are in favor or opposed to the proposal. The woman spoke in the strange fluid language to the small brown creature who I'd met in the woods. It nodded and took the scraps from my hand, trading its spear for a pin feather. You should decide where you want to sit to run the hearing, I said to the woman. It should be raised up so you can be seen and heard, but also comfortable. You could be there for some time. I know just the place, she said. Follow me. We walked across the clearing, the thick green grass shushing beneath our feet. We climbed a slight hill I hadn't noticed before. At the peak of the gentle hill was a gnarled apple tree. The woman sat on a large root. The tree appeared to change shape with a liquid ripple to fit the contours of her body. You will stand here beside me and advise me, she said. I bowed slightly and replied, Of course, milady. Uh, Your guard? Bounty hunter, she said. Yeah, uh, the bounty hunter, I continued, needs to bring the cards to you once people sign up. 
Also, we'll want Lord Aspen to present his proposal at the start, so everyone understands what's being discussed. It's all being taken care of, she replied with a smile. The clearing started to fill up with creatures. Many of them were the animals that had been there when I arrived, but there were also large, human-shaped creatures with green skin and rippling muscle. Weird, elfin men and women with alien, angled features, small mots of light, and other moss-covered things like the bounty hunter. The air was filled with the noise of their chatter, grunts, bird calls, and cries. Shall we begin? the lady asked me. At your discretion, I replied. My friends, she said, in a voice that was louder than anything, but also seemed like a normal speaking voice. Welcome to the land use hearing in the summer court. Mr. Secretary, what is on our agenda today? She turned to me. The clearing was silent, and I swallowed hard before speaking. We have one item on the agenda, a proposal by Lord Aspen to turn the clearing of the summer court into a marketplace. Excellent, she said. Our first speaker is Lord Aspen, who will give a presentation of his proposal. One of the weird elfin people stepped forward and began speaking in a clear, ringing voice in a language that was incomprehensible to The audience listened intently, and the fairy queen nodded. Thank you, Lord Aspen, she said, interrupting him after a short time. That was very enlightening. I had heard of the hobgoblin markets on the continent, but had never considered one here. The bounty hunter approached me with a stack of names. I took them and nodded in thanks. I figured that they were arranged in the order that they had been filled out, and I pulled the first three speakers from the bottom of the pile. The fairy queen took the cards from my hand and looked at the first name and made an odd trilling sound. A man with the hind legs of a goat ambled to the front of the crowd and began addressing the audience in the fluid language spoken by the bounty hunter. A chime interrupted him after a time, three minutes, I assumed. The next speaker was a cloud of glowing lights, and after that, a large green human-shaped monster. This went on for what could have been hours, but felt like a minute. I handed the cards to the fairy queen in groups of three, as the second-to-last speaker from the previous three began speaking. She never missed a beat and listened attentively to each speaker, no matter how weird or incomprehensible they were. About midway through the hearing, I handed her a stack of cards. She glanced over them as usual. Suddenly, she stood, held up her hand, and turned to me. Her eyes were hard, and she hissed. I cannot allow this one to speak. She shoved a card in my face. It was covered in elaborate calligraphy, which was completely incomprehensible to me. I took the card from her hand. It was cold to the touch. A shiver went through me, and the words that came out of my mouth were visible as a frosty breath on a cold winter day. My lady, I began, a hearing must be open to anyone, everyone, with an interest. Those whose words are hardest to hear are either speaking a truth you should consider or an opinion so vile that they are condemned by their own speech. She is my greatest and most hated enemy, the fairy queen seethed. Then you must show her that you don't fear her words, I replied. In fact, you show your strength by welcoming her testimony. Her eyes narrowed at me. Fine, she said. You bear the burden of allowing this travesty. The repercussions of her speech are on you. 
gulped hard. What had I done? The fairy queen snatched the card from my hand and smiled wickedly at the crowd. The sound of ice cracking on a frozen lake emerged from her mouth. A woman stepped forward from the crowd. She looked very similar to the fairy queen. They had a similar bone structure and bearing. Her hair was black where the fairy queen's was red, and her eyes a piercing blue where the fairy queen's were a verdant green. The woman gazed around the clearing and it grew silent. Her eyes fell on me and she smiled slightly. I expected her speech to be incomprehensible, either the strange fluid language or some other noise. Instead, she spoke clearly, slightly, accented English. My sister, she said, I agree that the Honorable Lord Aspen has a sound proposal. A keening wail emerged from Lord Aspen as he fell to his knees and covered his, his face with his hands. A market where all the fair folk could meet and exchange goods, favors, gossip, and information would be a great boon. However, you should not give up your gathering space and court. I believe you can set up a market area and keep your meadow. I encourage you to combine the two. It will make for the best of both uses. She finished her speech, gave me a nod, and turned and strode out of the clearing. The crowd melted away from her silently. Thank you for your testimony, sister, the fairy queen said. Next speaker, she said, turning to me. I handed her the next stack of three. The hearing continued for what could have been days or minutes. Finally, I handed her the last stack of cards, and she read out the names as attentive to the last speaker as she had been to the first. Mr. Secretary, she said to me, are there any more speakers? There are not, my lady, I replied. Good, I have made my decision. She turned to the crowd. I believe we can keep the meadow as a meeting place in court and set up a market as well. She gestured toward her right at the edge of the crowd. The market tents can go over there. Our court and meeting space will remain here, she gestured around her. A cheer went up from the assembled creatures as they moved to begin building the market tents. The fairy queen turned to me. Thank you for setting up the hearing and for your wise counsel during its course. I think I made a better decision because of you. Now, I will keep my end of the bargain, she said with a smile. I bowed my head. Happy to help, my lady, I replied. As I rose from the bow, her hand reached out and tapped me gently on the forehead. I felt dizzy for a moment, and my vision blurred. When it cleared, I was shaking my head, standing in a parking lot. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytime for Weirdos, a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes posted on the first and third Saturday of every month.